in the beginning. The church is the pillar and support of truth. It's only in God we can find peace through Christ Jesus. God does not dwell in houses of brick of mortar. He dwells in our hearts. Join Word versus World every Sunday at 8 a.m. on 92.5 in Nugu's Dream FM. Word versus World. Rightly dividing the truth of God's Word. Word versus World. Sponsored by friends and lovers of the Gospel. Um, good morning everyone listening to me it is a beautiful sunday morning and we do know that as usual we've gathered here to hear god's word and we will receive um fresh word this morning your own word versus world and on this program we take worldly concepts and ideas and x-ray them using the truth of god's word um like we like to say the idea really is to ensure that believers have everything every necessary resource to live balanced Christian lives. And we actually are starting a new series this morning. And the series is titled Learning Christ. Learning Christ. Good morning, Pastor Okemote. Yes, it is. <laughs> good to have you back. Thank you so much, sir. It is great to be back. Um, okay, so Pastor, we're talking about learning Christ. Permit me to read the scripture. I want to read from Ephesians chapter 4. Yeah. Um, 19 and 20 Ephesians 4 19 and 20 I'm reading from the amplified um, version in their spiritual apathy they have become callous and past feeling and reckless and have abandoned themselves a prey to unbridled sensuality eager and greedy to indulge in every form of impurity that the depraved desires may suggest and demand but you did not so learn Christ. I think the emphasis is on verse 20. Yeah. But you did not so learn Christ. Okay, so pastor, what does it mean to learn Christ? Okay, um, let, let's start like this. If you, we, we always advise people to read the Bible in context. Because if you just take that verse 20. If you, if you isolate it, then we might not really get what uh, Paul was saying here. Uh, but like you rightly read, he said, but you did not uh, learn Christ in this way, my translation says. Um, but if you start reading from verse 1 of Ephesians chapter 4, um, he described, well, from verse 1 he introduced himself and all that then. Um, he now described the what we have received the faith that we have come into then at the time he described the life of um, those who are outside uh, Christ in verse um, that's around verse um, 17 he says so this I say and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk that's describing the life of unbelievers in the futility of their mind being darkened in the understanding excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance um, that is in them. He said because of the hardness of their hearts and they have become callous. Now, 
this is what is resulting to having given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity and greediness. You say, but you, but you, when you're saying but you, that is you have described somebody before, you know, you say, but you, you are not like this. You have not so learned Christ. Mm. Uh, so you ask, what does it mean to learn Christ? I uh, would just think, uh, for some people, you think that to learn Christ is to read the Bible. Um, at the time, Jesus said to them, he said, you search the scripture, thinking in it, you find life. He said, but life is not in the scripture. Uh, people are shocked to hear that. Jesus said it. Life is not, now, this is what it means. Life is not in those letters that you're going to, to read. He said, life is in me. That is, when you read the Bible, when you read the scripture, what the scripture is actually supposed to direct you to Christ. Christ is a person. So when we say learn Christ, it's first like this. You can't learn Christ if Christ is not in you. That that's the truth. Um, it says uh, the Spirit um, bears witness with us with our spirit that we are His children. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are His children. So first, there is a seed of Christ in the one that wants to learn Christ, uh, because truly we'll still go back to it. It all goes back to back to. Um, understanding what the scripture has said you know living by those words uh, john would say if you say you belong to god then live as christ live so it goes back to that again so the foundation of learning christ is this that first the seed of christ is in us what does it mean to have the seed of christ in you that you have cried to him for help all the things we've been discussing in the gospel when we talked about the gospel of christ uh, that you needed help you were a sinner you cried for help and of course, God drew you to himself. God has to draw you to himself. That's a starting point. Before you now start learning of his son, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So you have to be drawn, which we call salvation. Because no man comes to the Father, except he's been drawn to the Father. If you read throughout scripture, a party will be organized. You have to be invited for that party. If you are not invited for the party, you cannot come. There's no gate crashing. You know, there was somebody who was even invited at the time. You know, they told him there was a particular way people were supposed to dress, but maybe he felt too big. That self righteousness, and he wore a different attire. When the uh, the organizer of the party came, he was of course quickly spotted and said, "Who oh, is this guy? Why are you dressed like this?" And he was kicked out of the party. You know, that is that's again learning Christ. When you come to Him, it is not your you don't bring your principles. You don't bring your some people say oh, when we were you see when when I was an idol worshiper, we used we used to sacrifice goods. No, you don't do that here in Christ. In Christ, there's only one sacrifice that has been made, and that is Jesus. If you don't like that sacrifice, don't bring your own here. You will pollute the one that has been made. And you can't so you come, you begin to learn because people come and they bring all manner of things. You know, into and if you are not careful, those people they, they become pastors and they start teaching those things. So we spoil the whole thing. So when you come in, when you come in, you will sit down. Pastor Ben emphasized on that matter of sitting down. You will sit down. You know, Jesus said a lot about sitting down. He commended Mary for sitting down. Martha was busy. Because it is in sitting down that you learn Christ. He said to the disciples at the time, um, when the they had the issue of he had finished uh, preaching so they had the issue of oh the people were hungry and all that jesus the instruction he gave to the disciples was tell them to do what sit down if you are if you are not seated you will not be served if you are not seated you will not be served 
he told them to sit down. Again, at the time, Jesus, and he was teaching, and he gave this illustration. He said, which of you who wants to build a house will not first do what? Sit down. The very first thing you do, you sit down. He said, you want to go to battle, won't you first sit down to check whether you have enough uh, personnel, enough soldiers to go uh, for the... So that sitting down is very important. And that sitting down is a learning Christ. Now, you learn Christ all the, uh, throughout your... until you die. Uh, so, but first, there is that coming to God. He draws you to himself. It is from there you now start learning Christ. So it's beyond somebody just carrying the Bible say, I want to read. That's the truth. It's beyond that. There must be something inside, the seed of Christ inside of you, to even have that desire. So who, who then are the people who can learn Christ? Because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, um, is there, you just mentioned now, there has to be something. So that means there's a criteria. It's not just everybody. Um, unfortunately, um, we've seen that uh, people lift principles from Bible. They use them in business schools. You know, they, they, you know, um, they teach marriages. Yeah, you know, uh, they teach people. They teach couples and all that. They are principles from Scripture. Um, and I fear for such things because, you know, the Bible says, the, the Bible. See, the, the Word of God is precious. Yes, the word of God is very, very precious. These are, see, what, is it that we just say the word of God or we believe that these are words that God spoke? Or we just say the word of God? I think we must begin to remind ourselves that these are words that God actually spoke. It's called the word of God. And how do man live? Not by bread, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. This is a scripture that's been given to us. So, I, I see uh, somebody will say, even the Bible said. So, the, we lift most sometimes principles from scripture and we begin to teach unbelievers. We begin to teach people who do not believe in our God. You know what it's called? It's called casting your precious uh, pears before swines. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah, that's what it's called. Now, who is supposed to learn Christ? Again, who, who said, read that scripture before. Say to the righteous, it shall be well. I've said, read the verse after that one. Sometimes we stop there. Say it to so we are saying to everybody it shall be well. No, it's not well with everybody. It shall not be well with everybody. Say ye to the righteous it shall be well. Read the next verse. But woe to the unrighteous. That's the next verse I just read for you. Hmm. Uh, so let's not stop at say to the righteous. Let's go to the next. So when we take the, your your question is this: Is it everybody that can learn Christ? If you have the seed of Christ in you, then learning Christ is for you. Why, why should I even want to? You know, why should I want to learn? Um, I just want to learn something for, for, for the fun of it. Why? It's not going to, you can do that to other, other uh, whatever you want to learn. But when it comes to Christ, no, you, don't, you don't learn for the fun of it. You learn to become. Christianity is becoming. Let's not forget this whole thing about Christianity. Romans chapter 8 verse 29. He summarized the one thing that we're becoming like Christ. That's the whole summary of Christianity. That's the whole summary. I was still talking with somebody this uh, yeah, this past week uh, who has left Nigeria, and of course his faith is being uh, threatened now. Mm. Yes, threat. So he's beginning to ask: Is there really God? Uh, because it, yes, because the development he you know he has he's seen systems work now, and he's asking uh, whether with all the prayers and the things we do in Nigeria, 
were not still as developed as this. So it was uh, what he was asking is wh what is Christianity? Now this is somebody who has been a Christian in Nigeria uh, for years, for decades. You know now. He has the opportunity of traveling. He has seen another life. He's now asking, what is, what is Christianity? I said, listen, you know I said something. You would think everybody heard the gospel. That's not true. You can mm -hmm. be in church, but you've not heard the gospel. Yeah. So I began to preach the gospel to him. Christianity is not about prosperity. What is Christianity? Christianity is not about you getting married. Now, because he said he had believed all these things. I said, no, that's not it. That's not it. Why are you a Christian? Why did God draw you to himself, call you to himself. It's in Romans chapter 8 verse 29. It says, for those who he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son. Simple, nothing else. To become conformed to the image of his son. The son Jesus. Not for you to prosper. Not for you to prosper. I'm not saying you're going to go grow hungry. No, you're not going to go hungry. No, not at all. I'm not saying you're going to, because, I, I, in fact, I'm tempted to get into something, but I mean, so before it escapes my mind. Now, see some, there are three um, gifts. Hmm? There are three gifts that God gave to man, to the Christian. The first and the primary gift is the gift of salvation. That's the primary gift. Salvation is a gift. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. We know that very well. Salvation is a gift. That is Ephesians chapter 2. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. Hmm? Now that gift, that is a gift. You know, gift, somebody gives you a gift. <laughs> it's your birthday. And God gives you, and somebody gives you a gift. Right, that's a gift. That it, you did not work for it. That's why I say, there's no works you, do, you can do to earn salvation. This Ephesians tells us very well. So, there's first that gift. Now, that gift will qualify us to receive two other primary gifts. Because in the second gift, there are other gifts. Good. Well, please follow me closely. The second gift you get, excuse me, is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, that gift of the Holy Spirit... Uh, also give birth to other gifts. Right? Yeah. Then there is another gift. The gift of eternal life. It's a gift. You cannot work for it. Then there is another gift. Now there's a fourth one. I said three earlier. There's a fourth gift. It's in Philippians chapter 1 verse 29. Let me read that gift for you. Okay. Most of us know the first three. We are very conversant with it. But the fourth one is um, usually not emphasized. Um, Ephesians 1, 29. It says, for to you, you, who is a Christian, for to you, it has been granted for Christ's sake, not, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. And that was Philippians 1. That's Philippians 1, 29. It has not, it, listen, it, for you it has been granted for Christ's sake, not only to believe in him. Because we stop at believing, believing, so we believe God for a car, we believe God for a house, we believe God for good. But you don't stop there. It has been granted. Now, please, it's in your Bible, you can take your Bible and read it. It's there. 
for Christ's sake, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. Experiencing the same conflict, conflict which you saw in me and now here to be in me. So there is that fourth gift. Now, because in learning Christ, <clears throat> it's like this. You read Christ, you learn from the scripture. In the course of this series, we're going to expand this. But another way you learn Christ is what he calls sufferings. You know what Paul said? He said, I count everything as dung. You must understand <clears throat> what Paul was saying. First, if you read Colossians chapter 3, verse 11, I've always advised that particular scripture. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed reading it from the Living Bible. Colossians 3, 11. It says in this new life, <clears throat> what matters is not your, your race, it's not your nationality, it's not your education. It said what matters is that you have Christ. That's Colossians 3, verse 11, the Living Bible. What matters now is that you have Christ. Now, so I can understand when Paul says, or you can understand the life of Paul that he was highly educated, right? Right? For the person he studied under, under Gamaliel as mm. a lawyer, people said he read up to PhD. He was highly educated. When he wanted to boast, he said, I'm a Jew. Not just that he was a Jew, he was also a Roman citizen. Don't forget. But people brag on the fact that they are Jews, that they are Americans. That's called nationality. So there is race, there is nationality, there is education, there is social status. Remember who Paul was. Paul could go to the king when he was Saul and say, I need a letter to go and persecute these Christians. He was influential in society. You know, he was rolling with the big boys. <laughs> now, but when he came to Christ, Paul said something. He said, I count all these things as what? As dung. That I might know him. Not just know him, there's also the fellowship of what? His sufferings. There's also the fellowship of his sufferings. Now, when we talk of the fellowship of his sufferings, or when we talk of that's uh, Philippians chapter 1, verse 29, I just read for you. Suffering for Christ doesn't mean you will be sick. No, sickness is sickness is an affliction from Satan. Yeah. In fact, I believe after after the the the, the uh, prison of sin, another prison that men get into is the prison of sickness. Yeah. So, suffering for Christ doesn't mean you'll be sick. No. In fact, if you are sick, I cast that sickness in Jesus' name. It's not of Christ. Good. It doesn't mean that you'll be begging on the street like we see poverty. No. Who is it? See, the way we define poverty, we must begin, our definitions, we must begin to redefine a lot of the things. Because the way, the, the way people see prosperity is oh, that you have 20 cars, you have a house in Abuja, you have it in Enugu. So, this man is a prosperous man. No. You can be a tenant and yet you're, you're a prosperous man. Who is a prosperous man? Is a man who has seed, uh, bread for f seed to sow and bread for food that you have to give and you have to eat. And God, God, listen, He said, having food and remains, let us be content. So He keeps providing that. You know, but we say, no, that's not enough. We want more. We want more. We want more. You know. So let's let's understand that. So when we talk of suffering for Christ, it's not that you'll be begging on the streets. It's, it's not that you will be sick, you know, and all that. What does it mean to suffer for Christ? Because that's the fourth gift that the believer has. And that gift, I've said, is one of the ways you will learn Christ. Apart from, see, there are things you will read in the scripture. Eh? 
But when you start practicing those things, when you start experiencing those things, you will know more of that person. You will. Now, so when we talk of suffering, this, when we talk of suffering for Christ, what do we mean? There are the things that, um, there are the things that I go through because of my stand for faith. They are the persecution, the insults I receive, the the rejection, you know, that I receive because I stand for faith. So you see people who handle the case of uh, of not uh, yeah, not too long, a case of a woman who gave her life to Christ, and of course she belonged to a religion at, the, at uh, before she was coming to Christ, and she was coming fully. So now she said they, they were going to kill her. So what do we advise? Do you understand? Now, these are people. That's what we call suffering for Christ. That is, I'm not going back. Whatever wants to happen, let it happen. That's what we call suffering for Christ. There are the things you, the, the things you suffer because you're standing. You know, for Christ. The Paul, Peter said it. He said, just be sure that you are not suffering for your ignorance and your mistake and all that. If it is for Christ, then you are in order. And I have scriptures because of time. And I not want to. But let me just give you a few of them. Uh, if you read them, Acts chapter 5 verse 41. You can read that. Um, let me just see if I can quickly get that. Acts chapter 5 verse 41. Um, you also see Second Peter 4.13. Um, we know the one for James chapter 1 um, verse 2. Where the Bible says, count it all joy. Uh, when you get, when you fall into, or when you go through diverse trials, you say count it joy. Trial, trials is not, uh, is not, is not fun. Is it? But count it all joy. Now let me read for you Acts chapter five, uh, verse. I think around verse forty-one. It says now actually the 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 whole thing started from. Uh, maybe around 35 but let me go to 41 it says so they went on their way from the presence of the council um that they had been considered worthy to suffer shame for his name now if you understand what happened and every in verse 42 and every day in the temple and from house to house they kept uh, right on teaching and preaching jesus as the christ now but take note of 41 it says that they were rejoicing that they were rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer for Christ. <laughs> you know what happened here in verse one. Uh, of course, this um, I think this is a, the story of the man who was healed um, at a beautiful gate. Uh, but I know a miracle happened. A miracle happened, and um, the the uh, pharisees they were angry so they arrested these guys because people were getting to believe um in jesus and all that so they were flogged um let me read from verse 18 see they laid hands on the apostles and put them in public jail but during the night an angel in verse 19 of the lord opened the gates of the prison and and taking them out he said go and go and to the people in the temple the whole message of this life upon hearing this they entered into the temple about now you just continue this because of our time you know but these were people who were who were tortured because they were preaching christ they were put in jail because they were preaching christ and in verse 41 they say oh, what a privilege 
that we can suffer for this Christ. <laughs> what a privilege. You know, you know, we get excited when we when we use our faith to buy cars. <laughs> you know, we get excited excited when we use our faith to to do great things, what we call great things. You know. But these guys, these apostles, they were excited because they suffered for Christ. Now let me read another scripture for you. Because that's the way you learn Christ. Through through the reading of scripture, through, through teaching like this, then you also have to go through it. You also have to go through it. Yes. It's not a correct teaching when they say you'll not go through uh, through difficulty. I don't I don't teach that thing. No. I don't. Jesus said that in this world, in this world, this world, this wicked world, this world that is opposed to Christ, this world that hates Jesus, and you are a follower of Jesus, he said, if they hated me, they will hate you. And I've told people, let's claim those promises. Let's say amen. When you read a promise like that, you only claim Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And we say amen to it. Psalm 91, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and I will say of the Lord, and we say amen to it. We, we know all the beautiful Psalms, and we say amen. But don't forget, as part of the promise of Jesus, he said, if they hated me, they will hate you. And we say amen to it. He says, in this world, you shall have troubles, many troubles, and we say amen to it. Yeah, these are the words of Jesus. You want to follow Christ? Oh, these are the things you will learn. These are the things you will learn. It's not just leading you to pounds and dollars. It's not just leading you to great, great things. He also led Jesus, uh, Matthew chapter 4, to the wilderness. The Bible said the Spirit led him. The Holy Spirit led him to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. It's, a, it's called the full gospel. Don't just, let's not preach half of it. It's called the full gospel. That spirit also led Jesus to, the, to be tempted of the devil. Is the spirit of God. Read it, Matthew chapter 4. The Holy Spirit. Now, let's also read. I say we should read, um, still talking about this, Second uh, um, Peter chapter 4 verse 13. Second Peter 4. Um, sorry, that's Second Peter. No, that, that should be First Peter. Second Peter doesn't have 4. Yeah. That should be first first Peter. Sorry. Let me quickly get that. Okay. Um I hope it is. Yeah. It says, but to the degree that you share the suffering, that's first Peter 4 13. It says, but to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing. So that also the revelation of his glory you may rejoice with exaltation. So, there is the suffering of Christ, which I've explained to you. And he said, when you're going through that, you will keep on rejoicing. Don't be suffering for Christ and say, it's because of Jesus I'm suffering. No. <laughs> you better go and enjoy your life. Uh, James, yes, James, one, two. He said, count it what? All joy. Count it all joy. The way those guys that were rejoicing in Acts chapter 5. So what a privilege to suffer for Jesus. What a privilege. And they were rejoicing. So don't be suffering for Jesus and be saying, ah, if not that I give my life to Christ, which I will do you. Eh? No, 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 no. Please enjoy your suffering. They didn't force you to follow Christ. You follow, yeah. you, you gave your you 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 agreed to follow. 
they gave you the terms, gave you the condition. You say no problem, I will. So there's no complaint, right? There's no complaint. So that we must take note of that. Now, there's an aspect that skips my mind, but let me quickly go to it. You, you, we read earlier from um, Ephesians chapter four, but there's also um, a scripture in. Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. Now, I've, I've taken my time to explain one aspect of learning from Christ. And I said, um, we learn Christ through reading the scripture. We also re- learn Christ through suffering. So I've taken my time to explain that sufferings. Now, it means that you're going to go through experiences, but rejoice. No, see, I mean rejoice. You will say to God, Father, thank you. Again, don't suffer for your ignorance. Don't suffer uh, for your uh, uh, lack of um, faith. Don't suffer because you uh, what uh, we call the just recompense of reward. Suffer for Christ. You know that because I believe in Jesus, I will not do this thing. Uh, I will not do this thing. Then the sufferings that come, rejoice. Good. Now Matthew chapter. I said Matthew chapter eleven, verse twenty nine. Matthew eleven twenty nine. This is what it says. Um, that um, okay from verse twenty eight. The popular scripture that you know. It says, "Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest." The next thing he said, he said, "Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Take my yoke and learn of me." Um, it says, "For I am gentle and humble in heart." And you will find rest for your souls. He said, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The yoke of God or the yoke of Christ are the things that you are learning. He said, Take my yoke and learn. Take my yoke and learn. They are the things you are learning. So, learning is a yoke, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a yoke that you bear. And you, you just uh, you enjoy it, like I've said. You enjoy it. Um, it's a discipline to sit down. It is. It's a discipline to to study. Now, not study for... I've seen people who study... <laughs> funny enough, there's somebody who attended the Bible school because he wants to be arguing. Don't do that. You will enjoy yourself. You will. Don't read the Bible because you want to... You want, you want to get to the office to go and argue. You, you will enjoy yourself. Please don't do such things. Don't do such things. If they are preaching to you they are, they are, and you don't like it, tell them not to preach to you again. It's not by force. Jesus said, if they reject your message, just dust your feet and leave. Mm-hmm. Hmm? So, because I've seen somebody who, over thank God, he has repented. He said he used to read the Bible and he finished the Bible for the purpose of argument. Why do you do such things? Why do you do such things? If you don't believe, you don't believe. Go to go and serve the one you believe. It's not by force. So you don't read the Bible because you want to go and argue. That is why the Bible, you know what the Bible says? It says the letter kills. The letter kills. What gives life is a spirit. And you cannot have that spirit if uh, you know you are coming for you want you want to find fault in scripture. You know, somebody actually brought a fault, you know, he brought a scripture and it was all over social media. Um, that oh the Bible made a mistake somewhere. You will enjoy yourself, right? Don't please don't do such things. God, God's word is not a, a book for human ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is given to us 
by God um, to teach us how to live. It's not a book of human ideas. That's why, uh, you know, say, thank God, these things has been hidden from the wise. These things has been hidden from the wise. But the, the simple, remember, he gives understanding to the simple, the humble in heart. That's the one he gives understanding. Not the one who comes and says, uh, uh, other nations are, pro- are prospering. No, no, it's not like that. Eh? It's not like that. Very soon we will know. For the ones who are practicing Christianity, please leave us with our faith. <laughs> eh? it's, it's our faith. Hey, leave us now. If you say we are mumu, I leave your mumu. She is my mumu. Let me practice the mumu that I have come to, to believe. So, God's word is not a book of um, human ideas, it is given to us by God to teach us how to, uh, to live. I've also said that there is no coming to God, uh, there is a coming to God, and there is a learning of Christ. If you are coming to God, I believe He will tell you to sit down and He will say, Learn Christ. And please, as we as we just uh, round off on my, my thoughts, let me just put my thoughts, uh, summarize it is, without the uh, learning of Christ, you cannot conform to that image. Remember the image, Romans chapter 9, verse 29, that's a summary of it. Without that learning, you cannot conform to the image of Christ. So, I, I think the, the thing I said, I uh, uh, sent out last week, uh, last night, is that on the cross, God saw and he goes, see on the cross God looked at Christ and saw us. He looked at Christ and saw us. Now he looks at, at us and sees Christ. Now it is how much of Christ that you have learned that God will see. Right? So mm. that is about learning Christ for <laughs> today. <laughs> okay, um, but, but I, j- I just have a quick question. Alright. Um, is it possible to learn Christ and unlearn Christ? Okay. You know, you learn him and then for whatever reason you you just you you give up and then you 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 just choose to do your own thing. You okay. need to learn him and unlearn him. Is it possible to do that? Okay. I, I, I think uh, there's a scripture in Hebrews that says let's let us be careful. Um let us be careful. Um you know, you know, because people have said that um, um, once you come to Christ, you cannot. I mean, you 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 know, once saved, always saved. Mm. You can once you know Christ, you you can never be out of Christ. That that's not true. That's not true. Um, he will. He he doesn't want you to go out, but you can say you are not. He's able to keep you. That's what the Bible says. He's able to keep you from falling. But you. You as an individual, you see, Christianity is not by force. Sometimes we preach it as if God wants He wants uh, He wants people by all means. No, He has given everybody Christ, right? The ones who uh, who accept Him, believe and accept, fine, they are good. But if you reject Him, it's to your own condemnation. You know, I, I said, you know, it is we that we 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 preach like uh, we we need everybody in church. We need everybody in church. No. Jesus said it clearly that the road that leads to life is narrow and few are there. He didn't say many. <laughs> you know, I said it is we pastors that made it wide <laughs> through our doctrines. You know, it is we that made it wide. If not, the road is narrow. Mm. Right. Now, but the one that leads to destruction is wide. You see how many are on that road. That's what the Bible is. The Bible I'm quoting for you. Good. So, he doesn't want anybody to live. If you have come to him, 
is able to keep you from falling. However, you can say to him, I don't want to follow again. It's not, it's not going to follow you. It's not going to force you. I wanted to read the scripture. That's um, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1. It says, For this reason, we must pay much closer attention to what we have learned, what we have heard, so that we do not drift away from it. So, you can drift. You can drift. And we've said here before that um, there is faith and there is the faith. Paul says, let us examine ourselves whether we are in the faith. Let us examine ourselves whether and Hebrews is here is saying he said we for this reason we must pay. Now please read from there's I think the thought starts from chapter um, one of Hebrews. He said for this reason we must pay much um, closer attention to what we have heard, that is the things we have learnt, the Christ we have learnt. We must Christianity is you know salvation is an ongoing thing. We've said it before. You are saved. You are being saved. And ultimately you will be saved. Hmm? It says so that we do not drift away from it. So you can drift away from it. Mm. I know it's like this. You can drift without even knowing. Yes, you can drift without knowing. If you you can drift without knowing. That's scary. Yeah, yeah. No, of course you can. That's why we he that thinks he's standing, the person must take it lest he falls. Because you can so get to the point where John chapter fifteen, the Bible talks about the uh, uh, branch being attached to the tree, right? And the branch um, receives life constantly because it's attached to the tree. The branch can say, okay, I'm experienced. So I can detach myself from the tree. Oh, that's when it starts experiencing life. Just like the foolishness uh, uh, Adam and Eve practiced in the garden when they sinned. Right? After they sinned, the Bible said they cut uh, fig leaves. And they covered themselves, which was going to last for how many? The leaves were going to dry off and they were going to be naked again. But that's the deception of Satan. You know, because a lot of people are covered with fig leaves. But the leaf, don't forget, is already detached from the, the tree. So there's no life again. So people can get so comfortable and say, oh, we're getting results, we know how to do it and all that. And say, we don't, you know, and they leave the teachings of Christ and they start doing other things. I, I was yes. I think it was yes, yesterday. I taught a message. I taught it. Yes, I taught yesterday well, an online teaching. Some brethren in Macaulay. The word of God is enough, because I have discovered that people want signs. You know, people want experience, experience to add to their faith. No, the word of God is enough. The word of God. Some people want to see. I've never seen an angel. But there are people who say they have seen an angel. But the word of God I have come, I have read, I have come to believe. I believe is enough for me. Right? So, people can drift. People can drift. You can start with Christ. And along the line, you say, I know they do again. He's not going to force you. There are a lot of people who do that. Uh, Paul talked about Demas. He said, Demas has left me. He has departed to is it Thessalonica. But Demas was with, if you read the writings of Paul, you will see Paul mention Demas again and again. At the time, Demas was uh, in prison with him. In fact, when Paul was talking to Timothy, he said to Timothy, do not be ashamed of me. Timothy was a young man, promising young man, and he was with Paul in prison. So Paul had to say, do not be ashamed of me. Because who wants to identify with a criminal? Because he was, you know, the news out there that these are criminals. 
But Timothy was there with him. But then I say, I, I not I can't I can't do this thing again. And he left. And Paul said, you know, the team paying Paul. For Paul to say Demas had, has left me. He, he said, Demas has abandoned me. He has left for Thessalonica. So there is the, 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 the world has a pool. The world has a pool. And the world does, does not stop pulling us or trying to entice us with things because we have uh, uh, come to Christ. No, the, the, world, the world wants us back. The world is missing us. But we are not missing the world. Yes, the world misses, you know. So they are doing everything to get the Christian back. But it is the focus of the Christian that keeps that child of God going. That is Christ I want. Pastor Bass said something last week. I listened to him last week. He said the world will leave you alone when, they, when, when it knows that you need nothing from it. Sometimes, let, let me explain it like this. The world gets a hold on us because we want something from the world. So we want fame. We want money. We want prosperity. Now we say we want it through God. But no. Well, there are people who say oh, I, I don't want it I don't want it from Satan so I come I want it I want to use the name of Jesus to achieve that thing mm. no it's the same thing that the world is offering that they offered Jesus the world don't forget they say come and be our king he rejected it right so if you want nothing from the world if all you want is Christ the world will leave you alone if all you want is if all you want is Christ but we want so many things I want we want to build a big church we want to be known all over the place, you know. We want to hear our name here, here, you know, and famous. We want something. If you actually want nothing, if it is Christ you want, if he says sit down, that should satisfy you. And see, trust me, he can tell you to sit down until you die. And you'll be rewarded for sitting down. See, because you'll be rewarded for obedience. He didn't say to tell you to do anything. He just said sit down. And you will sit down. And he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. Faithful in what? Faithful in sitting down. Yeah. Okay, thank you so very much, Pastor. And it is time to get interactive. We can call. Our phone lines are open. 0902-002-0925. I'll take that again. 0902-002-0925. And of course, you can send a chat to our Facebook page, Word vs. World. And of course, you can send a WhatsApp message to 0905-550-6017. Um, okay, so Pastor, earlier you had uh, mentioned that um, in order to learn Christ, you have to sit. And you mentioned, you know, uh, several scriptures about that. Mm. Um, I just, I think that it's, it's in order, you know, for, for us to know again, what does it mean to sit? Okay. Um. To sit means to sit. That is what it means, actually. It means that um, you... Okay, let, let's go to the house of Lazarus, where Jesus usually would stop by and eat. So, he had these two sisters, Mary and Martha. And on this very faithful day, Jesus came. And um, Martha was busy. Oh, he has to eat, eat, eat. He's tired. You know, they, for, don't, they understood who Jesus was. Martha and Mary. They understood very well. You know, so Martha was busy. Oh, Jesus has been doing ministry for, you know, they, they've been trekking in them. And the disciples, they will need something to eat. You mm -hmm. need to refresh. So he was busy. Meanwhile, Jesus was teaching. 
and Mary was paying attention. Now, you would think Jesus would have commended Martha. Ah, we're truly hungry, you know, so you're doing well, continue. But he said, no. He said, Mary is doing what is right. You, you are doing what is wrong. Ah, mm. but I was concerned about your well-being, sir. Mm. He said, no, you are wrong. If I'm teaching, leave my well-being. I can take care of myself. Mm. Yes. I, I will be fine, right? He was teaching. That sitting down is the discipline to leave other things and focus on the word of God. The discipline. Yes, that discipline. is a discipline. Because you, I, I, I discovered that we follow God at our convenience, not with commitment. We follow God because it's convenient for us. No. Jesus, again, I've said, it's we that are telling people that you can all come. There was a man who came and said, okay, I want to follow you, but let me first go and bury my father. Convenience. No, he said, no. Jesus said, no. He said, let the dead bury the dead. Mm. That is, when it's, what the man was saying, when it is convenient for me, I will come and follow you. There was another man who said, uh, uh, who came to Jesus. Uh, Jesus commanded that young man. Say, I've done all these things. Jesus said, then sell all that you have. The Bible said, and he went home sad. He wanted to follow Jesus because it was convenient for him. You know? But he's not looking for people who want to follow on the basis of convenience, but who are committed you understand? Commitment, commitment simply means that whether it is convenient or not, because I've laid my hands on the plow, I'm not going to look back. You know how difficult it is for, for of course, <laughs> I know how difficult it is for you to, to schedule your, your traveling and all that, because you are committed to doing something here. I can't remember the last time I traveled out of town on a Sunday. Even if I'm not the one preaching, I'm here. I, I, do you understand? We have to mm. get things set. But I can decide to oh take uh, 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 take invitation here, take invitation here, and the, the one that you are doing, you are not there. So you don't follow him based on um, because it's convenient. There are people who go to church because it's convenient for them. The day that is not convenient for them, they don't go. They give because it's convenient for them, because they have excess. The one that Jesus commended for giving. Uh, uh, the highest was the widow who gave what we call the widow's might very small and Jesus said oh this one has given more it's about commitment it's about commitment it's not uh, so that sitting down that sitting down is our commitment to the word of God okay. is our commitment to the word of God you know I believe matter maybe after I had finished okay I'm set to hear the word you know, so she would sit down and say, okay, Jesus will be preaching to me. <laughs> but it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. You have to be committed to it. That's what it means to sit down. To sit down. And it takes time. So people try it. And after some time, they say, uh, we're tired. We're tired. And they can't continue again. You know, because you keep hearing this thing. We keep teaching, we keep teaching, we keep teaching. And if you're not careful, you say, it's not, it's not, give, it's not bearing fruit. Mm. But it is. The real Christianity is changing you from inside out, not outside in. It's from inside out. You are changing from inside. The word of God is cracking that, that heart, you know, and establishing truth inside. It's from inside out. So that's what it means to sit down and learn. 
sit down and learn, develop the discipline. Yeah. We need to develop the discipline. And our phone lines are still open. 0902-002-0925. And of course, you can send your comments and questions to our Facebook page, Word versus World. Word versus World. And through WhatsApp chat, 0905-550-6017. Okay. So, um, we're talking about learning Christ and... Um, pastor has told us that it is possible to learn christ and then to unlearn him we can drift from learning christ mm -hmm. you know and i i mentioned that it was scary uh, because you you have to now consider how do i you know okay well that we have a call coming in hello good morning <laughs> yes please can you be a bit more audible sir? Yeah, yes this is dream fm and you're on to word versus world yeah. This is uh brother I'm calling you from Owori, New State. Oh, you're welcome, sir. Go ahead with your question. Yeah. See, um, I want to thank Alfred this morning because there is this thing that has been in the change and um you know, raging. I'm sorry we lost that call. Um but please do try to call back. Uh, the phone lines are open. And the number is zero nine zero 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 two zero two. Um beg your pardon, zero nine zero two zero zero two zero nine two five. That's the number to call. Um okay, so as we we will talking about learning Christ and ensuring that we are living by his word. A pastor did mention that the world has uh, the world is trying to pull us back, you know. The world is trying to pull us back and Constantly as oh well we have a call coming in. Hello, good morning. Um, please when you call in, just try to step back from your device a bit, um, so that we, we don't have these issues. Okay, so your pastor was saying that the world has its allure, has its um so so I'm thinking how how do how does a Christian, um, you know, we're talking about living balanced Christian lives. That's true. How do we live this life that we we, we don't suffer, we enjoy small, mm -hmm. and, you know, we are still holding on firmly to the Lord? <laughs> okay. Um, when, when we talk of, um, we have a call. Hello. Okay, yes, we have a call. Hello, good morning. Yeah, good morning. I called back from a wedding. Okay, oh, you're welcome, sir. Your question, please. Hello. Hello. Okay, your question. I I am only commenting. He has actually addressed the issue, an issue. Okay, okay. Th thank you so very much, sir. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Please, can you move away from your device? All right. Good morning. I'm sorry. Please, you you, you may call back. Um, and when you do call in, please step away from your device a bit so that we don't have this um, interference. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so, yes, we have another call. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Okay, your name and your question, please. Okay, I am Emmanuel from Bonnie Oh, welcome, Emmanuel. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank God. Do you have a question? Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, Emmanuel. Um, he does not have a question yet. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning, Good morning, sir. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning, sir. Please, my question is you talk of uh, the world moving up and down so that it will not get there. Mm. Can we use the last mention of the force of gravity because of the way the force of gravity is pulling things down? Can we use it to illustrate uh, such a teaching that the world is just like the force of gravity? Thank you and God bless you. All right, sir. So, Pastor. Okay. Um, you see, this um, issue of um, the world, um, you know, Christian life is, a, we've said it before, is a bit, um, well, should I say complicated? Yes. Maybe for the want of words, let me just use that for now. Now, why did I say that? Because we, we got saved um, by the mercies of God. And he still left us here, you know, in the midst of this whole, this whole whatever of the world. Now, so the Christian is, um, why is focusing or trying to focus on Jesus that he cannot see, but he has come to believe, to believe. And there's the world all around. With all the waves. All the, you know, the waves, the happenings, you know, inventions, you know, to, today you hear this, you know, everything happening around. So, I believe Jesus saw all this. But Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You know, let not, let, let, he was talking to us, his disciples, he said, let not your heart be troubled. If we can just focus on him, like I said earlier, we want nothing. All we want is Christ. Good. The no matter how forceful the um, like he used the word the force of gravity, no matter how well, forceful that force is, that the power of that force is not as is not more powerful than the pull of the cross. Now take for example what we experienced what Jesus what we experienced in resurrection, you know dead person then a spirit came and it, that's that pool now you know when you have you 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 something you you throw something down there's a free fall but when you're trying to lift something up from nothing you need a greater force to lift that thing up that's the power of resurrection it's more powerful than the one of the world yes is more powerful. The problem is, where is our focus? If we are focused on Jesus, hmm? if we are focused on Jesus, then that power of God is able to keep us from falling. That power of God is able to keep us from falling. But, see, a lot of us were in Christ, and we want so many things. That's what we're saying. And it's just like the, the, the wife of Lot. She left Sodom, Heading for the permit or the promised land because they were delivered on their way, but she turned back. Why? Because her heart was still there. Mm -hmm. Is in Hebrews chapter four that they were if they had 
uh, if they if they still had, he talks about um, them having their minds in Egypt. He said they would have gotten a reason to go back to Egypt. So you must want nothing but Christ. Then that, see, the power of God is more powerful than the pull of the world. But it's like the world is more powerful because we want things from it. You can say no, you don't. But a lot of people do. They do. Now, like I said, it's a series. So let's let's uh, uh, meet again next week to discuss more about learning Christ. God bless you. Have a beautiful week. Amen. Thank you so much, sir. And of course, um, you can send your comments and also your questions to our Facebook page, Word versus World, and you get uh, responses. It's been Word versus World. Uh, my name is Hope. Word versus World, rightly dividing the truth of God's Word. Word versus World, sponsored by friends and lovers of the Gospel.